you're the preacher who needs to dare to share. You know, Romans 10 says, how will they hear without a preacher? Well, that preacher is not your preacher. That preacher is you. You're the preacher in your school. You're the preacher in your class. You're the preacher in your group of friends. You're the preacher on Instagram. You're the preacher on Snapchat. You're the preacher with your circle. So preach. Hey, welcome to the Decision Point Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hopson, president of Decision Point, where our mission is to proclaim the gospel to the next generation till every student has heard. And that's a big mission, and it's an important mission because we have a message worth sharing, don't we? See, we want to be a generation of leaders who will witness for Christ to those around us, who will personally take the initiative to share the hope of Jesus Christ with our friends, classmates, neighbors, people we don't even know that we meet along the way. And that's a high and noble calling. It's also, for I think many people, a challenging calling. And to help us with that, we've invited on our colleague, Greg Steer. Greg is the founder of Dare to Share Ministries. And Greg is like an absolute ninja warrior when it comes to sharing the gospel with people today. Greg has been at this for several decades now, and his ministry that the Lord has given him has helped mobilize and equip Uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of teens around the world to be courageous witnesses for Christ. Uh, As a man I look up to greatly, and you're going to love to hear from him in today's episode as well. Welcome, Greg. So good to have you on the program today. So glad to be here, Mark. You just got an amazing new book out, Unlikely Fighter, the story of a fatherless street kid overcame violence, chaos, and confusion to become a radical Christ follower. You gave me that book this summer, and I read every page. It was a page-turner. Can you give us just some summary of your story, and why are you such an unlikely fighter? Yeah, you know, the book, it's 22 chapters long, but the first 21 happened before I turned 16. So it was really about Growing up in an inner city family, high crime rate area, never knew my biological father. Three of my uncles were competitive bodybuilders, street fighters. The fourth one was a bouncer at the toughest bar in Denver. The fifth one was a gold gloves boxer, judo champion, war hero. My mom was the only girl in the group, and they were all afraid of her. And uh, (laughs) I was like young Sheldon in the hood, just a terrified, nerdy little kid in the hood. Uh, scared and scarred and struggling with my identity and in a very violent, you know, very violent family that was actually feared by the local mafia. So my family was insane and a hillbilly preacher from the deep South, whose nickname was Yankee for whatever reason (laughs) on a dare reached my toughest uncle, my uncle Jack with the gospel. He trusted Christ, uh, And they fell like dominoes, one by one by one. My entire family came to Christ. I got involved with his youth ministry when I was 11 or 12 years old, got trained, equipped, and mobilized to share the gospel. And uh, I did, man. We went out every Friday night to local shopping malls sharing the gospel. I I led most of my neighborhood friends to Christ and discipled them. Uh, Saturdays, we went out sharing Christ. I personally, when I was in high school, you know, middle school and high school, shared the gospel with at least 5,000 other teenagers. So I was I was on on a mission because my life had been transformed. My family had been transformed. And that's really what the book is all about. How did 
how did the gospel come into a family like mine and reach us? Not only reach us, but transform me. Gave me, you know, every, every teen struggles with three things: identity, belonging, and purpose. And the identity, you know, the gospel, man, gave me identity as a child of God. Um, you know, the church kind of gave me that belonging and the family of God. Uh, and then as for purpose, I found purpose in the mission of God to go and make disciples of all nations. So that's my story. Transformed the gospel, transformed me and my entire family. And that's why I'm doing Dare to Share today, because I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of teenagers. So that's amazing. So you, I mean, we've been a fan of your ministry for years. You're a legend in youth ministry and in youth evangelism. You've probably helped equip, um, I mean, is it hundreds of thousands of teens around yeah. the world for evangelism? The, yeah, we, we put the pen to it once is in millions. I mean, the Lord has yep. used, you know, the training, the equipping, the tools, the curriculum, the resources, the conferences, the simulcasts, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, we've been blessed uh, to do that over 32 years. So we've been at it for a long, long time. And we just, we love uh, teenagers. And that's why we love Decision Point, because you guys love teenagers too, and you love the gospel. So, so excited to partner with you guys and mobilize in the next generation uh, with the hope of Christ. Well, and I've, I, I've known your name, Dare to Share, for years, but it wasn't until I read your book that I thought, oh, somebody actually dared <laughs> someone to share Christ with not you, but your uncle. And now not only is your whole family transformed, but you've helped equip millions of teens around the world to share the gospel. What an amazing thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I look at teens today and I know a lot of students struggle, you know, there's a big challenge about, you know, identity um, and how, how teenagers self-identify. You know, when I was six years old, before my family came to Christ, I had an uncle at a Christmas party give me a present in front of the whole family and a big macho bodybuilding, you know, my cousin's bodybuilders, my whole, you know, everybody's just huge except me. And I opened the present and it was a girl's doll, which is weird. I'm, I thought it was a mistake. I go, you gave me a girl's doll. He goes, yeah, I figured you don't have a dad. So they like to play with dolls like a little girl. And I remember that moment. I just so angry. I shoved it in his stomach. I go, I ain't no girl. And I walked back to my corner and all my uncles were like, you see the temper on him? Maybe he's one of us after all. Ha ha. Well, I wasn't laughing. It was that moment as a six-year-old. I began to really, I tried to find my identity. Who am I? How did I get stuck in his family? And so two years later, you know, heard the gospel, put my faith in Christ. My family gets saved, radically transformed. And for me, it was all about identity. I mean, the gospel was about who I am in Christ. I don't know my earthly father, but I am a child of the living king. And so I think teenagers understanding that, man, God loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for you. Uh, that you, you know, the Hebrews 12 says that, uh, you know, for the joy set forth before Christ, he endured the pain. Uh, that endured the cross, despising its shame. What was the joy set forth before his eyes? What what kept Jesus going through the pain of the cross and the beating and all? It was you. I mean, he had his eyes on you and me. We were the joy wow. set forth before him. We were the reason. And so, so many teenagers out there feel lost and discouraged and struggle with identity. Let me just tell you, the gospel solves all that. Put your faith in Christ. Believe he died for you. You are adopted into the family of God. 
And he, he not only rose from the dead, uh, you know, uh, he rose from the dead to bring you new life. And that life is him. And he dwells in you and will empower you to become his witnesses. So all those kids you go to school with, they need identity, belonging, and purpose. And all of it is in the gospel. So get on mission and and walk down those hallways. You know, when I was 12 years old, I, I was I was walking down a hallway, so to speak. My my youth leader at our uh church in the hallway said, I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a homework assignment. That is, I want you to go to the local shopping mall. And I want you to sit there for 30 minutes and put an imaginary tag on people's forehead. And I want it to read bound for hell. And I want you to think about the hell they're headed to and the hell they're going through apart from Christ. And I remember uh, imagining for 30 minutes, uh, the people walking around me, you know, with that tag bound for hell. And my heart was broken within 30 minutes. My tears were coming down my eyes. And I just challenge you as you walk down the hallways of your school, look at that Imagine a tag on their forehead, bound for hell, bound for hell, bound for hell. And think of, again, not about the hell they're just headed to. Think about that. That's real. But think about the hell they're going through right now, apart from Jesus Christ. And you have that message that can save them and rescue them from the flames. Man, don't don't miss that opportunity. Don't underestimate the power of the gospel to change people. So I'm, I'm living proof of that. My book, Unlikely Fighter just tells that story of how the gospel changed me, my family, and our community because uh, of one preacher who dared to share. Well, you're the preacher who needs to dare to share. You know, Roman sense says, how will they hear without a preacher? Well, that preacher is not your preacher. That preacher is you. You're the preacher in your school. You're the preacher in your class. You're the preacher in your group of friends. You're the preacher on Instagram. You're the preacher on Snapchat. You're the preacher with your circle. So preach, uh, share that good news, declare that good news, give them hope. I love that. Greg, my, I was telling you before we started recording about my, uh, my dad, you know, he's one of the most faithful personal evangelists I know, and he, he's uh, got a message. It's pretty convicting, but it's, it's great weepers will be great reapers. And, you know, he's a grown man. He's 70 some odd years old today, but he just challenges grown men to weep over the unsaved around us, whether it's real tears, you know, on your face or just, you know, in your heart to let the brokenness of people break your heart and let that motivate you to reap souls for eternity. So that's a compelling message your youth pastor gave you. I don't, not many are daring students to do something like that today. Greg, before we get into just like your advice on evangelism, I'd just love to draw out of you some more of your heart and belief and young people, I love I love how you made uh, youth evangelism not like a stepping stone to the next big thing, but to see it as the big thing, and partly because you just have this belief in what God can do through Christian students. So to students that are listening today, what's your message of just confidence and belief in them? Well, yeah, every major spiritual awakening in the history of the United States and most around the world has had teenagers uh, and young people on the leading edge. Jesus was a youth leader. I mean, if you look in Matthew 17, 24 through 27, Peter and Jesus and the disciples go into Capernaum, but only Peter and Jesus pay the temple tax. According to Exodus chapter 30, verse 14, the temple tax was only for those 20 years old and older. So all the disciples are there, but only Peter and Jesus pay, which means Jesus was a youth leader with one adult volunteer, Peter, and, and one rotten kid named Judas and a whole bunch of teenagers. And with that small youth group, he changed the world. Uh, Jesus chose teenagers 
to be the ones to change the world. And so I'm like, well, that, that's proof for me. Why would we not choose teenagers? And why would you feel like as a teenager, you got to wait to go to college, you got to wait till you graduate, you got to wait till you get a real job before you can contribute. Now is the time. 80%-ish or so of those that come to Christ do it by the time they're 18, you're in the primary harvest field right now. You're school. So go for it. Don't wait. Go. Uh, we I, There's this uh, teenager that came to lead the cause uh, this last year. Her name's Ari. And uh, Ari is in inner city, was in an inner city school in Memphis. And she said, you know what? We have plenty of Bible studies on campus. What we're going to do is they have an activation group. So they got together, they trained, they equipped, and then they all went out sharing Christ. And they have a group chat to keep the conversation going. And then they come back with new new uh, students the next week, some of whom had come to Christ, and they train them again. And they all go out and keep the group chat going. So what if our whole week was gospel conversations? And then we rally, you know, uh, at our decision point meeting or whatever to talk about what God has done. And then we go out and we're all talking all week. Uh, don't wait. Don't don't just don't just sit around and do another meeting. Uh, be about a mission. I, I remember when I was uh, invited to Arvada West High School to speak to a group of teenagers uh, on uh, evangelism. So it was right after the school and I go back and there's like 20 students in a circle. They break their Bibles out of their backpacks that they had smuggled into their public school. And one kid has a guitar and I'm like, hey, we're in a back room. Why don't we go outside? It's a beautiful Colorado spring day. There's a park right next door to the school. There's a big tree uh, in the middle of the park. Let's go there and sit under the tree and we'll have our Bible study out there. And one kid raised his hand. He's like, uh, that's where all the kids hang out after school. And I go, perfect. We're going to be talking about evangelism. It'll be a great visual. And so we took the walk of shame down the hallway with the Bible support game <laughs> with the guitar. Went through, it looked like the whole school was out there. We sit under a tree and kids are mocking making fun of the kids with the Bible. It was perfect. We have a thing at Dare to Share. Awkward is awesome. So it was awesome. Yeah, I've, I've told my 13-year-old daughter that, Greg, and she says, no, awkward is awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you, it's in the awkward where things happen. So That's right. we're in a circle. The kid with the guitar starts whisper worshiping. Then it's my turn to talk. I have 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I take 20, and I talk about evangelism. And I said, now we're going to do it. And then the kid... The kids look at me, I go, what do you mean? I said, well, there's teens everywhere. The Bible says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. I said, you guys all pray. I go, what's your name? To the kid next to me, he goes, I'm Josh. I go, we're going to go talk to those three girls over there. And he goes, well, I know them. I go, good, you can introduce me. You all pray. Boom, I grab him. And Josh starts having some kind of seizure on the way over. <laughs> I'm like, hey, my name's Greg. You know Josh? I'm like, hey, Josh. He's like, oh, I want my mama. He didn't know what to say. So I go through the gospel. These three girls are totally open to Christ. They trust Christ. Josh freaks out. He's like, welcome to the family of God. Now you got to grow. You got to grow in your faith. And they're like, calm down. He goes, I am calm. This is awesome. And so we go back to the circle and everybody looks up from the prayer and they're like, what happened? He goes, I can't believe they all three trusted Christ. He goes, that kid's a Mormon. I'm getting him. And he runs over there and kids start popping up. I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Everybody's coming back with stories. And that meeting turned into a mission. And, and it felt like the early church. So I, I believe teenagers can change, shake their schools, transform. They just need trained, equipped, and unleashed uh, to do it. And so that's what Dare to Share is all about. That's what Decision Point's all about. Hey, it's Heather. 
What if you could spend one week this summer with like-minded students that love Jesus and together want to reach this generation with the gospel? I want to invite you to join us for Decision Point's Student Leader Conference 2024. Come be equipped to live, stand, and witness, and even endure for Christ in your everyday life. We'll be there in Denver, Colorado this summer, July 15th to the 19th. Students, youth pastors, and leaders will gather from across the country to worship the Lord, be trained up, prayed up, and then go back to reach their schools and generation with the gospel. Dynamic guest speakers will equip you in your faith. We'll talk apologetics. You'll hear from culturally relevant speakers that don't shy away from a biblical worldview, equipping you in even hard conversations you may face today. Come be trained in your leadership. Hear how to reach your school and peers for Christ and grow in your evangelism as we get to go downtown witnessing in Denver. You'll get to meet like-minded believers that will encourage you and even build lasting friendship. You'll have unforgettable memories and truly it is a week that can change everything. I can't wait to be at SLC 2024 with students like you from across the nation. So what are you waiting for? Go register today slc2024.org. Tell your youth pastor about it. Come with a group of students from your youth group or Christian club and register today at slc2024.org. That's slc2024.org. So let's talk more about that. I mean, the, the <laughs> you said had seizures on the way over. I think probably all of us can relate to that. Uh, there's a lot of fears involved in evangelism. There's a lot of myths about evangelism. Uh, as you're talking to students and just from your own experience, uh, my guess is you're not even immune from the occasional fear yourself. Uh, what are some of the top fears and myths that you think students are dealing with? And what, is, what does the Bible actually say to just blow those up? Yeah, I mean, I think it all comes down to fear. You know, fear of losing our social equity, fear of losing our friends, fear of being made fun of. Um, I think it's the same reason adults don't share Christ with their neighbors, fear, you know, and, and, you know, the way we blow that up is faith. We have faith in the promises of God. We have faith in the mission of God. We have faith in the urgency that God gives us. I think to defeat those smaller no's and O's in our mind, we need a bigger yes. And so you need to start imagining, man, I mean, students literally are headed to an eternity separated from God in hell. Christ literally died on the cross. Uh, and was tortured uh, and nailed to a cross and mocked and made fun of so that, you know, people could be saved. Um, there is a day where we'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ as believers in Christ and give an account for how faithful we were to proclaim. So there are big yeses out there to help overcome our smaller no's. Uh, and we just need to cling to the yeses in faith and go for it. That's a great. That's a great word. So, Greg, we're talking to students. We have we're, we have we call them five gospel challenges, and just you know, one of them is just as simple as go witness. You know, we're we're helping students do this lead an outreach week challenge where they are inviting the whole school to the gym to hear the gospel clearly proclaimed. Where dozens and sometimes hundreds of students are coming to hear the gospel several days in a row. But we're telling students, hey, yeah, but God wants to speak through you, so go witness. So, okay, we've talked a little bit about the fear, a lot more you could share about that, or we could talk about that. There's also that thing of uh, how do you start the conversation? So, I mean, you've trained so many students in this. you got some great tools for us. Help, help students who are hearing this, that they, they want to do it, and they just, I don't know what to say, but really I don't even know how to start. 
I'll give you three words. This is how we train students. Ask, admire, admit. Ask questions. Find out what they believe spiritually. You know, and you can do that by saying, hey, do you go to church anywhere? Or, is there any way I can pray for you? Well, I'm an atheist. Okay, tell me, tell me why. Uh-huh. And then admire what you can. Like if they're an atheist, man, I, one of the things I appreciate about most atheists is, you know, they believe in science. And I believe in science. Uh, they believe in reason. I believe in reason. You know, you meet uh, somebody who's a Mormon. Man, I, Mormons are dedicated to mission. You meet a Muslim. Man, they pray five times a day. Find something you can admire. That doesn't mean you agree with even nine, you know, uh, you know, uh, the majority of what they say. You may disagree with 99%. Find that 1% and let that 1% become a bridge to keep that That's conversation going. Yep. Ask, admire, admit. Admit the reason you're a Christian is you need Jesus to you needed Jesus to save you. And that's when you share your story. And all of a sudden you're in a conversation. So we have found this to be a super effective way to bring down walls. Ask, admire, admit. And then, you know, lay out the gospel. And at Dare to Share, we have we use a gospel acrostic uh, to really create what we call gospel fluency. So you know what the gospel message is. G-O-S-P-E-L. God created us to be with him. O is our sins separate us from God. S is sins cannot be removed by good deeds. P is paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. E is everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And L is life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. And it literally tells the whole story of the Bible in six points. Not that you just go up and quote that whole thing, but you memorize it. And it's like having six bullet points you're able to move to and really explain the gospel message clearly. So that gospel acrostic. And then at the end, we have two questions. One is, does that make sense? And if it doesn't make sense, you explain it again. If it does, is there anything holding you back from trusting in Jesus right now? And then that's the point where you can, you know, if they're not ready, you can deal with their objections. If they are ready, you can, you know, um, I oftentimes lead them to a prayer of, of thanks to God. Not you know, Saying a prayer doesn't save you, but it's a way to say thanks, God. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. So that's that's kind of what we do. And we also have an app called Life in Six Words. Yeah, tell Words. us about your app. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a free app called Life in Six Words. Uh, we have you know over 90,000 teenagers around the world using it so far. Uh, and it's it's uh, free on your app store, Life in Six Words, the numeric six. But for those of you watching by video, that's where there's gospel conversations happening right now. Uh, across the United States, and uh, and we have we have them happening around the world, South and Central America. Doesn't that just pump you up seeing that? Gets me pumped up. So basically, you just push start a conversation on that, and then you can send them a gospel video, or you can just push, you know, uh, share the gospel. And you ask somebody if you were to describe your life in six words, what would they be? And out of fourteen words, like relationship, struggles, money, purpose, adventure, family, God, they choose six. Um, broken, routine, freedom, meaningless, pain. And you say, tell me why you chose those words and you hear their story. So you start by listening. I've never been turned down. People always love to choose their words. And then can I share with you my words? And this is how I share my story. This is how I admit, ask, admire, admit. And then can I share with you God's words? And you just walk them through the gospel. And that gospel acrostic is right on the app. You just take them through. If you can swipe and read, you can share the gospel using the Life in Six Words app, and at the end, it all spells gospel. And if they're ready to trust Christ, they push this button, and water comes out, and you can baptize them. I'm joking. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, but what's also cool is this little world icon up here in the corner. It's 
got several different languages. So if you're talking to somebody in Spanish, you just push Spanish. There's 20 different languages on there. It's a different acrostic and a but the same message. And uh, it's free. It's free on your app store. And uh, it's really good. So um, simple way you can create uh, groups. Uh, you can put the names of the people that you're praying for in your cause circle that you're seeking to reach with the gospel. And it'll send you a reminder to pray for them on a consistent basis. You know, once you pray, praying hands go up. It's really cool. So, yeah, life in six words, an easy way to get started. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And then daretoshare.org, we got tons of tools and resources. Yeah. We do an annual event called Dare to Share Live where, you know, we have tens of thousands uh, potentially of teams around the world getting simultaneously trained, equipped, and mobilized for the gospel in a day of global evangelism. And so... Uh, 2024 to be November 9th, 2024. Uh, and yeah, just use the resources as you wish. And we have free curriculum you can use to train in your groups, or if you're a youth leader listening to this with your uh, small group, we have groups like curriculum on how to reach LGBTQ teens with the gospel. We have a whole set uh, of articles on our website, uh, daretoshare.org slash worldviews. How do you reach Mormons, Muslims, Buddhists? Jews, atheists, Satanists, Wiccans, etc. So just dare to share the number two, dare, dare to share.org slash worldview. So yeah, just check out the website. Um, and I'm, you know, I do a lot of stuff on my Instagram and uh, Twitter, Facebook about evangelism. I'm just at Greg Steer, S-T-I-E-R, at Greg Steer. Uh, any way we can help, we'd love to help. Uh, and we love, again, Decision Point and what, what all of you are doing to advance the gospel uh on your campuses across the nation so keep at it so well greg thanks we're going to drop all of those resources in the show notes uh your your uh social media your website your app everything if you're not following greg on social media you're missing out he's posting just amazing content it seems like every day i don't know if you take a day off or you're just just that consistent it's amazing to see what you're putting out. So thanks for that. Greg, really appreciate your time and your leadership in the cause of global youth evangelism. And you're just heart for all of our students that are listening today. Just as we close, want to see if you'd close us by closing us in a word of prayer for all of our students to be bold and fearless and fruitful witnesses for the Lord. Amen. Let's do it. Father, I pray for every teenager listening to this right now. Fill them with holy boldness. Help them to know and remember that you have placed them uh, on a campus in a community of friends, in a circle of influence, in a classroom, on a team, at a job, in a family, in a neighborhood, to be bold witnesses. Lord, they don't need to wait till the tassel is moved and they're in college. They don't need to need to wait till after college. They can do it right now. So use them, unleash them, mobilize them, help them get the tools and training they need, and may they lead the way uh, on their campuses and use them to bring many from darkness to light in this epic battle against Satan for the souls of this next generation. We won't stop until every teen everywhere hears the gospel from the front. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Wow, wasn't that great uh, to have Greg with us? I tell you, I learned so much from Greg every time I'm with them and hear him share about evangelism. So we're so grateful to have him. Hey, if you have not checked out his book, you're going to want to do that, An Unlikely Fighter. But hey, to make it even better, I've got two signed copies from Greg Steer himself uh, for two of you that I would love to give you. So we're going to have a little fun. This is like a chance to win a free signed copy of Greg's book. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to go on your social media and share today's episode, whatever social media you use or all the social media you use, and not only share today's episode, but share one thing that challenged you from Greg's talk with us today. And then I need you to send me a screenshot of that to podcast at decisionpoint.org, podcast at decisionpoint.org, and we will love to send you a free personally signed copy of Greg's book, Unlikely Fighter. Make sure to check out the rest of the resources that he mentioned in today's episode and in the show notes. And join us next week as I will be joined by Andy Custer, uh, Decision Point staff in Colorado, as we're going to talk about what it means as believers to depend on the Lord for the boldness we need to share the gospel as we talked about in today's show. You're not going to want to miss it. Check it out. In the meantime, follow, rate, review, share it with a friend, send us that screenshot so we can send you a free book. We'll see you next time.